boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah, man. Back from the the long haul up to Indy. Well, it's not really that far, I guess, for us. No. Especially you. Farther for you. Not bad for me at all. It's just like two hours. Three and a half hours. I feel fortunate. I definitely... There's a lot of people that travel a lot further than I did. I'll say or, that. <laughs> or people that don't have the ability to make it out just because they live so far away. It just yeah. doesn't make if sense I financially or time-wise. five hours away, I would not make the drive probably. Oh, yeah. If I was in Florida, Texas, Cali especially, anything like that, no way. I guess happen. unless I like came with a group of people, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, it wasn't right. bad at all. And we got, to, we got right in downtown, fortunately. Because uh, our friend hooked us up, and we all split a room, and we were right in the mix. <laughs> yeah, this was a much different DCI Finals experience post-marching, for me at least. I'd never done the whole, like, had a hotel room right next to the stadium, and it was a game-changer. Well, that plus all the scooters. Dude, the scooters were a game-changer. <laughs> um, for anyone that wasn't there, and indeed, they have all these electric scooters. They're lime scooters and bird scooters. You could just download the app and it would like you could scan a QR code and it unlocked the scooter and then you drive it around and then when you're done with it you scan it and it locks it back and it charges you like two bucks. Yep. <laughs> it was nothing. The convenience was totally worth it. Um so that was a ton of fun and made things way better. But like I said, we have a ton to talk about, but before we get on into all of that Welcome everyone to the Aged Out Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Fantini, and with me as always is... Evan Worrell. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, subscribe for Spotify and iTunes or Podbean, uh, whichever of those podcast services you prefer. Or if you prefer uh, YouTube, just do that. Keep doing that. Uh, also, like the video if you want. That helps us out too. Been learning a little more about all the analytics stuff, so we appreciate all the support always so let's dive in well also oh. too as we dive in i was gonna say uh, we did meet a few people uh while yeah. we were there just came up and said hi to us so i appreciate you guys uh giving us a shout out and just touching base it's always good to i'm sure for them put a face with a name and then for us just to meet some people who uh graciously support us by listening to us babble on sometimes yeah, right it kind of that whole experience made it kind of real for me like oh, the just fact like, that, oh, like it's real not people, like a number. Yeah, yeah, real people do listen to what we do. So we love I mean, all we of see you. the downloads and stuff, but it's just like a number on a screen. Exactly. So uh, now that that's out of the way, what do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about Thursday and that whole situation with the rain? and? Yeah, we got up Thursday in time to watch, I guess, like most of the semifinalist groups that were – even though it was prelims day, like the groups that were like kind of like the 20 and above, uh-huh. but then the rain opened up, was not cooperating with the old diddle band and uh, marching band folks out there. And so they moved a lot of the warmups inside into the convention center, which was kind of a bust. There yeah. Was that musty carpet everywhere. Ugh. Yeah. All the carpet was wet too in all those rooms. I don't it get strange. it. It's strange. It's like it damn weird. moist. Ugh. But one. And it was like. Sorry, terrible to listen. It was terrible yeah. to listen to people in there. Everyone so sounded the same, unless they were really bad, and no one we saw inside was really bad. So everybody sounded the same. Like you lose all balance and nuance and everything when you're inside like that. So although we did, I guess for like the top four, they made the decision, like, oh, we're gonna let them warm up outside, 
And Crown was like already by the convention center, so like we're just gonna warm up outside the convention center. And we did catch their prelims warm up, which was really good. But we'll get into that later, I guess, yeah. a little bit more. Crown was a whole lot better than I thought they were going into this weekend. That's all I'll say about that right now. I'll leave it at that. Um, to be continued. Correct. So, do you want to just dive in and start with the placements and talk about our opinions of what we saw from those groups and see what happens from there? Yeah, dude. Let's rock it. All right. Who's for, uh, who are we going to do first? Let's start with, I guess, the first group that we saw. Well, the first group, I guess, that we saw would have been Legends, right? Uh, yeah. The Open Class Champion. Yeah. One drums. Or they were silver medalists and won the percussion title, which was cool. I know a couple kids that are in the snare line. It was cool to see them and check that out. Drumming well, um, playing some cool stuff. Obviously, I think they do like a little bit shorter tour, I want to say. I think so. I think depending on the open group, the length of their tour and spring training differs. I think there's a couple that do almost a full tour. Somebody feel free to correct me in the comments about that. I'm not really positive, but... Yeah, but it was cool to see those cats, um, and just to see, I think it's safe to say that a lot of the people were probably new or lesser experienced drum corps members uh, yeah. getting their first kind of like finals lot and getting into finals week. So I think that statement alone says maybe some things that we heard, but like a lot of good things we also heard playing yeah, well. So. They were definitely solid. I was not disappointed or bored watching them at all. I mean, there were the ex there was the expected inconsistencies, and obviously they're not going to be as uh, polished or, I guess, have the presence behind the drum that you would expect from Crown or these top 12 groups or even any world-class group. I think, and that's just an age thing. You could tell a lot of them were younger, potentially high school or just out of high school, maybe their first year of marching. But that wasn't like a – that's not to their detriment. It wasn't a negative for me. I didn't march until I was like a sophomore in college. So. <laughs> Me neither. I didn't either. I think it was so, my sophomore year. Yeah, I think that's right. It was right. the summer after my freshman year. So, yeah, I was a little older. Mine was the summer after <clears> – yeah, summer after my sophomore year of college. So, yeah. So, from Kudos. Legends, I think they were the only open class group we checked out, right? Yes, correct. Okay. Then who was – we got back to the lot on Friday, and the next group we checked out was – Well, actually, we left after we watched Legends, and we yeah. took the scooters, yes. and we got food or something, or we went back to the hotel, and then we took the scooters back to the lot. Yeah, Total but... – like, like we said, game changer. We, instead of taking like a mile and a half to walk 15 minutes, 20 minutes, we got on the scooters, and we're back to the hotel in like two or three minutes. <laughs> it's probably less than that. Maybe less. They yeah. go like – it doesn't sound like a lot, but would you say you clocked in at like 17 I, miles an hour on that? I one? got one. I was I had a straightaway and got mine up to 17 miles an hour once, and that it doesn't was, sound like a lot. But it's, it's fast. Pretty brisk on those scooters. On a little scooter, I I was like, whoa! If I hit a rock, I'm in the hospital. Like, and that was on the green one, right? I think the other ones were faster. No. Uh, no, it was a bird. It was after we oh, switched okay. to the bird scooters. All right, the, all right, I got you. But yeah, so enough about those. Let's get back to drums. All um, right, yeah. Well, then we got back to lot and watched the scouts. Yeah, scouts was who we saw first, and they were a lot better than I was expecting. I didn't think they were bad, and I thought they they played well. Uh, the book was really dense. It was very dense. Um, I had a lot of, I guess, preconceived notions leading up to it because I was like, "Oh, they're in seventeenth place." But then, like after watching them drum, 
my, I guess, my inflection on that statement changed from, oh, they're in 17th place to, these guys are in 17th place? Yeah. Because, like, it was really, they were playing really well. And I was like, man, if this is 17th place, what's going on? Because they they played really well. Um, They gave up a couple things, a couple small things here and there, but overall just really solid. I think a lot of that had to do with, yeah, the density of the book. And I think it was just overwritten, like difficulty-wise, potentially for the experience and talent they had. Yeah. And just, I guess, a precursor to this whole thing. If you haven't been to DCI Finals and don't really understand the lot setup, all the brass and drumline warm up in military park which is like a mile and a half to two miles away from the stadium maybe maybe more and then all the pits warm up by the stadium so there are no pits anywhere so because we're not talking about front ensembles it's because there's no way to physically get back and forth fast enough the front ensemble is in a whole other area so just throw that out there before we get going (laughs) then we went over to crossman after that right no, Phantom. It was Crossman or Phantom? It was yeah. Phantom. It was Phantom. Maybe I need to pull up a bridge. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we I'm should just go down in like placement order. No, just... no we're going up. Okay. Top, bottom top. Already, already decided. We have a lot more to say about the upper echelon. Yeah, we'll just end up jumping around if we don't. Yeah, good. But yeah, we went to Phantom. Um, this is the best Phantom drumline that they've had, I think, since Rennick left. Agreed. I think that's a fair um, statement. Play, also playing a pretty dense book, but really like, very aggressive. Sound quality was there. Um, just going after it. Fast-paced show. For me, I mean, they played very aggressively, it. but it just it looked almost uncomfortable when their flat line was drumming. Like it was very strenuous, and I don't want to say harsh, but it was just... The aggression was there, but it almost looked... I think it was our friend Dean was watching them with us, and I think he was the one that looked at us at one point and said, does it look like they're in pain? (laughs) Like, it just seemed very not relaxed. Very wristy, a lot of wrist, not a whole lot of arm, which is very different from what I'm used to playing and seeing, and it's not really what I prefer, but that's the beauty of the activity. There's more than one ways to skin this cat, and it obviously worked for them. I mean, if... Maybe some of that's a product of the the arranging and the book yeah. that they had. Um, hard to say, but yeah, it definitely felt... I won't say felt, because I wasn't in their plan, but at times it looked labored, like they're fighting for it, but they were still really good. Yep. I agree with you. Probably the best Phantom line since Rennick has left. But you know so. what's what's weird about it is the snare tech was a Rennick guy. He marched under Rennick at Phantom for a long time, and he never drummed like that. Yeah, one of them, uh, Dan Siler. I guess he was the one there. Yeah. And then Casey O'Neill's another snare tech. But and Casey, I, don't know I mean, Casey, Casey doesn't drum like that either. No, he doesn't. So, but, who knows? I don't know. Just an observation. They played a lot of notes. Yeah, a lot of notes. They did it pretty well, so good for them. Like I said, I think best Phantom line since Rennick left. Uh, um, next after that was Crossman. We did yes. catch Crossman. Crossman still, I think their body just held them back. The sheer amount of it and difficulty of it, I think, prevented them from achieving the level of clarity that they probably could have. Yeah, and that's not, I would agree, that's not like, I guess, a knock saying that they weren't good, but I think that 
their body was definitely for sure the hardest that I saw out of yes, anybody. Uh, a just a lot of balancing on one foot, a lot of core strength, a lot of leg strength. Probably and, created some some inconsistencies in the music here and there, just because of the demand of the body and the shifting and the moment, uh, the like weight shifting and stuff, foot to foot. Um, they still drummed really well. Um, they finished, I think, ahead. I think they finished ahead of Phantom and Percussion. Uh, I'm going to look here. This is going to be a finals night, but I'm not going to – it might not have been a average. Actually, McKenna has the average, so I should just look that up. Uh, no, they were behind Phantom and Perk, so. Okay. Actually, I'm going to pull up McKenna's page as I'm talking about that because a friend of ours um, on Facebook did like an average of like all the nights and did a bunch of analytics on the drum scores. and It was pretty cool. I love numbers. Nice. I'm a geek. Oh, yeah. I'm the same way. Uh, Yeah. Well, average of all three nights, Phantom was 10, Crossman was 11. So okay. I'm going to use these well, averages because that's more indicative. Yeah. I, I, mean, I like the writing. The way they played was fine. They played well, uh, all things considered. I think they could have just played better. Yeah. There were some tic-tackies in there. Yep. Some little tic-tackies. I don't feel bad saying that. It is what no. it is. Everybody ticked. I know some kids. I know some kids in there. You guys did great. There's, <laughs> there's some little, little, some little, some little things in there. Some smudges. They know. They know. They're not dumb. Yep. All right. Where do we um, go after that? After that, we went to. Uh, well, sacrifices were made. Um, we did not go see Blue Stars. We did not. Uh, I have watched some videos of Blue Stars, and they were good. So great for them but sacrifices were made because we went to the blue Knights lot and watched the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. Was, was, was BK after that or was it Boston? It was as far as finish. Uh, no, no, no. Like, the order we saw them. Did we see? Oh Boston? no, we saw BK before Boston. Okay. So, yeah. Boston was short lived too, but th- we'll get on that. Yeah. This will be the first blue Knights is an experience. We watched the entire warm up beginning yeah, to end. Like which, normally I'm not a like eight on a hand kind of guy. No. I'm like, all right, we'll come back to this. But we saw a little bit of it Thursday night when they were inside and we were like, Alright, we gotta catch this whole thing. Yeah. Our friends too, like, dude, you gotta you gotta watch the warm ups. It's like it's like a theater. And I was like, Okay. So we went back and watched from the beginning, setting up the drums to the very end. It was an experience and that's really the best e- the easiest way to put it. Like from start to finish, it's entertaining, grooves, the exercises, like it's just the whole package was Dude, just the vibe. Yeah. It's just the it, vibe, man. It was the fact that like and this is a Mike Jackson thing, the lot to him is not a rehearsal. And he did this kind of thing when I marched under him at Blue Coats. We didn't do multiple reps of show chunks. We didn't do chop out stuff like we didn't do anything crazy we had a set number of times we played each exercise at certain tempos we did that the same way every lot all summer from there we did each chart of the show once one time packed up and left and went and performed and so it just trimmed all the fat out of the you just don't want to beat a dead horse you just don't want to give anyone the chance to overthink it as a performer I think is the most is the the best part about it 
to me because I'm someone that's prone to overthinking. So that was really good for me to just like, all right, you did it once, boom, go in there and perform. Yeah, man. And it was just so, I don't know, emotional musically, like the dynamic contrast, just taking things down to nothing. And then like the musical trade-offs of time, one section like crescendoing an eighth note roll and then as they decrescendo an opposite section picking it up on the way up is just it's so well crafted i mean they ticked don't yeah. get me wrong i mean they, they actually had some ticked, stuff in there uh yeah not a small amount but i didn't care like it was yeah. such an experience like i didn't care i didn't care either and i there's so much space. That There's it a lot of opportunity for error. So much room for error. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So there's so much space and there's just so much touch and delicacy and control required to pull off the things that they were they were doing. And sometimes it was like perfectly in there and sometimes it just was slightly off. But I think that that's kind of his MO too. He's just like, yeah, we're just going to like figure it out or we're going to die trying almost. Yeah. Um, and I think that could be translated into his indoor stuff too. There's things that I see like broken city trying early season. I'm like, man, I don't know if they're going to figure that out. <laughs> sometimes they do and they win a championship and sometimes they don't. It's just kind of so close, you know? Yeah. And so with how good everyone is getting now, I think you almost have to do that to win. Like you've got to take some chances and just Go the only broke. way you're going to separate yourself from the pack is by figuring it out eventually. And if not, you're probably not going to finish much worse than you would have otherwise if you hadn't gone for that very difficult or demanding thing. So All right. did we go to Boston after that? We did go to Boston. Well, or was it cadets? Uh, no, I think it was Boston. Wait, it doesn't matter. no, I think it was cadets because order of finish. It was definitely it doesn't matter. It was definitely cadets before Boston because cadets finished ninth overall. Yeah, it does, <laughs> overall though it doesn't matter. So cadets, dude, cadets were really good too. Dude, I mean, we're just I gonna like say that be, over and over gonna again. Be a theme. Nothing's yeah, gonna be. Well, I'll, I'll kind of recap that thought at later too, but yeah, cadets were really good. Um. I feel like we I should still just don't by like default. those. I still don't like those suede black necks. I feel like that hampered their sound quality. Almost. I think so. I mean, those dudes were hitting the drums, but like, like Cavaliers stopped using them halfway through the summer, didn't they? I Cavaliers stopped using them. Uh, Vanguard definitely didn't use them. No, I'm trying to think of the other Remo groups. Uh, Crown was on the white max. Um, I don't know what Blue Stars use. I think they're Remo, but I do not think that they use the suede. They were Remo I, when I was there. I, Oh, we skipped over Mandarins, but oh, right. we did. We didn't. We didn't really watch them a whole lot. We watched them on Thursday. I like the way they drum. I think yes. it's very relaxed. But I love the way I they saw play. them outside, and they also tick a little bit. But but yeah, yeah, sorry, right. <laughs> sorry, Mandarins. We skipped over you guys. Cool show. I don't know it was about Subterra, but that's <laughs> all right. I'm all over the place, man. Who cares? We got a lot band. to say. My, my, my brain's all over the place, dude. Yeah, I was teaching band uh, before I came to do this too. But yeah. I think your experience was a little different tonight than mine. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving back into what Correct. we were talking about. Cadets uh, still think it's the best tenor line of the summer. Um, yes, hands down. 
they take the cake. Vanguard would be a close second, but man, the cadet squad line is five of those guys, and they just freaking threw down. Jamming. Yep. I also got to listen to their tape from Finals Night, which is on YouTube, so it's available for everybody. Um, it's a really good tape, and we can talk about the tapes in more depth in a little bit. Yeah, let's but, get to that after we talk about the groups. Yeah, we'll recap that. So All there's right. not much else to say about the cadets. You know, it's they were great. I mean, they played um, some ferocious tap fives. Oh man, da, 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 da. like 200 tempo tap fives, whatever. That Kick me in was. the face. Oh, just right in the gut. Um, so that was awesome. I always appreciate those, but yeah, there's not much else to say about them. I mean, there's something about the simple things like a, a super clean flam drag or a tap five. You're just like, mm, warms my soul. Yep, exactly. All right, so now let's go to Boston. Boston. <laughs> Boston for sure gets the award for most notes played in a show this summer. I don't think that there's any discussion. I don't know that for sure, but I don't have any problem saying that that's a 100% certainty. Um, yeah, they played a lot. A whole lot. And to their detriment, maybe. Some. Uh, probably. It's kind of like the old phrase, like, pick and choose your battles, maybe. Um, they just chose the whole war. Yeah, they took the whole <laughs> war, which is funny, because the whole Goliath show. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But man, they played a ton of notes. And I've Not... said this before on this podcast. Like, they, those kids are probably playing stuff that I've never been able to play and probably could never play. Uh, definitely. But, definitely. Uh, at the end of the day, I felt like, too, I was watching, I was like, this is it. really hard. I just don't know how cool it is. And that, I'm sure that's not the I'm not I don't think that that's the mindset that goes through a judge's head like, "Oh, this is a cool." But I feel like it's somewhat relatable like this is really hard, but how effective is it maybe? You know? I don't know. It just seemed like it was in your face the entire time. Like there wasn't any give Loud and take. Noises. There wasn't Yeah, like there wasn't any nuance. <laughs> there wasn't it just didn't do anything for me. It was just a wall of sound at all times. And the and, tuning was not pleasing to my ear. Um, we dude, saw I the took bottom a picture heads. of those bottom heads. I was yeah. like, bruh. There's a lot right of dampening going on there. They had like a full pillow on there. Yeah. I was like, well, was that big, explains a lot. Big old pad. But I think they also were a group that did a head change kind of mid-year and like were experimenting with one top head and switched to another. Somebody was somebody was telling me that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But so, anyway, regardless. From them, was that when we walked over to Crown? We did walk over Crown, and sacrifices were made again uh, because we skipped over Cavaliers from Boston to go to Crown. Um, sorry, Cavaliers, but I still stand by the statement that your guy's book was written for the percussion rule change and – a lot of it was just not uh, interesting. Interesting, and I was talking to a, a couple other Cavies alums who went and saw their lot. I won't name them by names because I did not give their permission. They marched completely different eras. One was the mid two thousands, and one was like the nineties. And they were like, "Yeah, we were like, where where's the notes?" <laughs> so <laughs> I don't feel bad saying that now because they validated that, in my opinion, for me. 
Um, but yeah, we skipped over the Cavaliers to go watch Crown because after prelims watching Crown, I was like, I have to see this again. Yes. And the second night was just as good as the first. Wait for it. There it is. Did you just get a second one? Yeah, man. We might have to go actually get one now. You probably should. Uh. <laughs> Do we well, need to take a recess? <laughs> yeah. Pause. And back to your regularly scheduled programming. There it is. Mike joins the party. Let's go. Delicious. I don't even know where we were. Nope. Uh, um, uh, Boston. Oh, Cavaliers. Boston. Cavies. Cavies. Crown. No, we were back Crown. Crown. Oh, man. I'm way yeah. behind. <laughs> Catch right. I mean, the second time, I think I said this before we paused for me to join the party, but the second time was just as good, if not better, than the first time. Like, it, that was another one of those groups that was an experience completely dude watching them we watched some prelims night and they we were in like a concrete jungle there was concrete everywhere but just like the pure sound and just it was so warming to stand in front of that drum line and hear i don't know seven plus five plus six i don't know you do the math on that was that 13 21 19 19 uh, yes yeah 19 bad math all 19 of those drumline members just hitting the drums with velocity and just going after resonance and just hitting you in the face and the clarity was unparalleled unparalleled yeah. i think they were the... by anything else see i go back and forth i they think they were easily the cleanest drumline of any that I saw. Like they just would go. They, the fact is they just ticked less than everybody else. Like it wasn't that their book was harder or written any better or worse. Cause I think the top three and we'll get to my top three or our top three later was, was all written really well and they all played at a super high level, but man, they would just go like you're just standing there watching going like all right when's somebody gonna tick all right someone's gonna take the first diddle on something or miss like a release like so, come on and it yeah. never happened or very I, very rarely did i left their lives being like you can't you can't play cleaner than that because they didn't tick yeah and then they were just like the sound quality was so magnificent it just surrounded you. It was yep. insane. And it's just... Rimshot quality through the roof. We completely expected after prelims night for them to be like easily one or two in drums. Like there's, I'm like, there's no way anyone's better than this. Like there's no way. And they were like fourth after prelims. And I was like, what is... I mean... Prosper kind of uh, on their judges tape. Prosper kind of like... I wouldn't say dogged on, but definitely left the uh, the end of it with the idea that there were where was room for more difficulty in the front book, which I don't mm. know if I necessarily agree with that or not. Um, somebody else can speak on that, but and I thought their front ensemble was great. <laughs> um, so yeah, I did listen to their judges' tape. I'm working on getting a few others. So. Yeah. To add to my library. 
So I guess my black, my black market. Right. I guess that is interesting. Then I guess it it is just that maybe the front ensemble this year. And the cool thing was though, I think they're on the right track in terms of that because Dan, Travis, Frankie, the guys we know that teach there, um, said that this is easily their best front ensemble or one of the best they've had since they've been at Crown. They're obviously trending upwards and. I think given another year or two, obviously they've proven they can they can produce that quality of a drumline year in and year out because they've done it basically almost since the since they got there. And once the especially front, since 2016. Yes. So especially once they continue this front this upward trajectory and that word's hard to say. Upward trajectory for their front, they're going to start winning drum trophies. Ow, now, brown cow. You yeah, there do you your go. Warm-ups before the podcast. Didn't do my Will Ferrell warm-up. But yeah, I mean, do you agree with that? I think once the front gets up to the level of the, ba- of the battery, yeah. they're going to give looking Vanguard... At these, and looking at these averages, too, um, that Mike McKenna did, if you're if you're looking at first to fourth from, from SCB to crown on the averages, it's like .4. And then from fourth to fifth alone, it's like .3. So like, there's a clear separation there between the, the top, top four. four. Yeah. Um, it's and then like them, the blue coats averaged out was like point one, and like it, it got it got real close. I mean, I said it throughout the weekend multiple times. I do not envy the judge, the judges this week of having to rank these no. groups because so many Absolutely of them are not. playing at such a high level. Um, yeah. So yeah, and we can talk more about that a little bit too. But that was definitely. Definitely a lot harder of a call than some other years. For, yeah, for usually sure. it's pretty obvious. Maybe it's between one or two groups, but there were like four that it's like, wow, any of these groups, any other year could easily win a drum trophy. So after that, we caught Vanguard, right? Uh, After that, we Yeah, it would have been Vanguard. Yeah, it was Vanguard. The order, they were a third um, and finish. I think I was a little more impressed with them than you were. Maybe I'm a little less jaded because you've been listening to Rennick for much longer than me. But I I thought, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching and I was I was standing back like 20 feet. I, I know I made the comment after last year about how it's like more of a pocket of sound when you step away from them. It's, it, I didn't get the sense of that. It was more close to a wall of sound this year. Yeah. I thought that they were really good. I was sitting there watching it. Almost, I walked into it with the idea of like, I'm gonna hate on this. But I was sitting there watching. I was like, Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, you <laughs> just can't deny it. I mean, it, but they're just really good. At at the same time, they 100% did not have the sound quality with the nine snares that they had that like a seven man snare line and crown had. And there were there were. Not many ticks, but there were. But when you hear them, it almost sounds like so faint because the touch is lighter. That you're like, I almost didn't catch that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that their tuning scheme works wonders in their favor because you listen to the quads and they play their rounds. And I'm not saying that they're ticking by any means, but the way that it sounds on the warm, the like, I think they're playing on like a warmer head, like maybe a Renaissance, but it almost slurs the voicing together to where it just reads as like one thing, almost like you're listening to a bass. Like, 
Um, yeah, maybe a little bit a less little articulate. Bit. I get where um, you're coming from there. But it, it, the balance works really well within the battery that they have. So, I mean, that, what are you going to say? <laughs> that was the biggest point that I wanted to make that I really dug about watching them. That battery ensemble balance from section to section, and it was just incredible. Like, it, it just made the whole package of the drumline just awesome. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've always been a Rennick fan. I have since I was just getting into drum corps in college, and I like the writing. Admittedly, it's getting a little beaten to death, but I was impressed. And I was like, yeah, I'm not surprised that they're in the lead. And haven't lost all season. I'm I mean, not yeah, surprised I'm a, at all. I'm a Rennick fan too. I mean, I tried out for one of his drum lines once, so I can't I mean, say if, that. If but people ask the question of if you could go back in time and march one place, uh, what would it be? And oh six Phantom Regiment or oh seven? No, I don't mean like specific drum line. Like if you could <laughs> march again, and you were going to audition like next year, where would you want to go? You get to keep all the experiences you've had. Like for me, it'd be Ooh. Rennick in a heartbeat. I would just want to go experience that. What? How he it wouldn't be is. for me, huh? It wouldn't be for me. You wouldn't go to Rennick next year? No. I think I would. Just, I mean, I've I marched for Tom Unks. I've done the Mike Jackson, Eric Shriver type, more West Coast style. That's the last thing on the list that I would want to try to experience. No, I wouldn't go there. <laughs> Where would you go? Uh, if I could go anywhere, right now. Ooh, this is tough. I haven't really thought about this. All right, I'm on the spot. Um, this is hard. I always right. wanted to go march for like Tom Monks and like those classic cadets lines. It's a little bit different now than it was then. Um, I might go to cadets. Yep. That might be my go-to. I mean, my Tom Monks summer was a little bit – it wasn't – necessarily that classic Tom Monk's cadets, which is what I was honestly hoping for and thought I was signing up for when I went there. I'm really glad about the experience I had because I learned a crap ton about drumming and from those texts and it was a great experience and it was still Tom Monk's writing, but it wasn't, it wasn't what the cadets are doing now. And it wasn't what they were doing five years before that. Now, part well, of that a could different be, experience level. That's what I was getting ready to say. It could have, yeah. it could, it could have been, he had to water his writing quite a bit because we were inexperienced. We were young. Frankly, I mean, I say it all the time, like none of us nine could drum in the snare line well at all at the beginning of that summer. Like none of us were good, even the vets. And I don't feel bad saying that. Like comparatively to what I've seen, like the top level is now, like none of us were good. So I don't want to, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole anymore. Um, so Vanguard, Next, great. I think we actually... I think after Vanguard, we actually went and watched BD. We did. Blue Coats were last. Because on Simi's Blue night, Coats were last. Uh, Blue Coats had won quarters, so they were the last ones to leave the lot. So we went to Blue Coats last. So BD, I had to walk away. You what? What'd you say? I had to walk away like oh. from the lot because they I was had... extremely frustrated that that was beating uh, Crown and blue coats on a regular basis they ticked a lot they ticked. like a the same lot. things over and over they play the same chunk like three times in a row i'm like oh, you're still ticking this entrance bro and they would like there was this one phrase that is like this 
two by two paradiddle diddle add-in and like every add-in was bad and nobody ever adjusted like they just stayed out <laughs> they had they played like some of their features and they had to cut it like twice in a row i was like oh, yeah what's happening right now it's like i walked away because i was getting frustrated at how <sighs> not good it was compared to the other groups they were beating the blue and, devils are one group and one group only that I would maybe vie that I'll, they played better on the move. But a yes. lot of that stuff just wasn't good. No. If it's that bad standing still, there's no way it's good on the move. I'm like, I don't but care. Like, you, your hands just aren't moving. I have <laughs> They're to, not moving together. I have, to, I have to follow this up with, I think it was a matter if they were just inconsistent this year because their book was really hard. Like, some of the things they were doing – were extremely difficult. And so I give them, I, I attribute a lot of what we heard to just a bad lot because I've seen videos of their finals lot of those same chunks and they were way better. Like way night and day better. Yeah. And that's, BD is always a group that, and we've had people on here that, that say they design the show to where it's geared toward if you nail it finals night, you're going to have a chance to win a championship. Like that's and basically what they do. They I go think for that's broke. exactly what happened this year. They wrote something really hard going back to that concept of everyone's getting so good that we just have to do something so ballsy that hope we nail it. <laughs> yeah. And hope finals night or finals week things click and it just gets us there because otherwise we are not going to win just just doing run-of-the-mill stuff. And I respect them for that because I think that's the way the game has to be played now because the quality of everyone is going up so much. I mean, you already alluded to this at one point, but any of these top four that we're basically talking about, Bluecoats, BD, Crown, and SCV, any of these four percussion ensembles on any other given year probably would have won. Yeah. I think I say that with extreme certainty. So, I mean, yeah. cutthroat. It's cutthroat yep. out there. All four of those ensembles were probably better than SCV last year. Uh, I think or so. Or the year before that. I think I so, mean, yeah. Just wild. Um, no. Which brings us to the last lot that we've had, which were the Blue Coats. I stand by my statement that this is the best Blue Coats drum line they've had since 2015. And I. Somebody else, I forget who said it to me while we were standing there watching. That I think it might have been Ronnie. I think Ronnie told me this. He said that this is the best Blue Coats drum line since 2012. Now that's probably deba- maybe. I mean, 2015 I was really. They definitely good. played a lot more notes in 2015. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 15 was wasn't tilt. 14 was tilt. 15 was, kinetic, was the, noise. Uh, kinetic noise. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of 15 to know. I just know 15 was a really good drum line, so that's why I used that year. But Ronnie's, who Ronnie, who's more up on the history, I guess, of everything of that, he thinks it's the best line since 2012. And that might be true. They were very good. They were – I was very impressed. The tuning was, was, was better than it has been in past years, and to my taste. Um they played phenomenal. The book was really well written. Um, yeah, maybe the best baseline of the summer. Yes, likely. They're, 
they're freaking good. So, dude, drumline this year, and we were actually standing there in the lot talking with uh, Tom Rarick some, and we were both just like, dude, what a year for drumlines and percussion yeah. on. And he was like, dude, it's insane. He was like, yeah, it's incredible. And as someone that's the blue coats are and white crown are still trying to chase that first drum trophy because neither yep. of those cores have ever won one. They're both probably just like, oh, it had like we had our peak year now. Yeah. Like that's 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 kind of what happened in 2012 to us. Like there were like four or five really like the cadets were really good, we were really good, Vanguard was really good, BD was really good. Um so it was one of those years like if 2012 had happened for the blue coats. Who won in 2012? Uh BD BD beat us. Oh, okay. Um, Same. Yeah. <laughs> Can but, relate. I mean, that Can year, relate. Though, I will say, <laughs> BD in 12, I don't feel nearly as bad losing to BD in 12 as I think you should about losing to BD in 09. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Whatever. So, I think that gets us through everybody we saw. We talked about Vanguard. All right. I want to talk about the elephant in the room now. You already heard us mention our opinions about BD from the lot and semis and how I personally had to walk away because I was like, this is just not, I don't want to hear this anymore. And excuse me. And it's just, they got a perfect 10 in achievement on finals night. No way. Absolutely no way did the drumline I saw on semis night have a perfect show. But I'll amend that yeah. with you only have to have a perfect show from the drumline when you're exposed and this, you're near the front sideline. Yeah, man. I, I'm still trying to get my hands on the tape to hear it. I want to hear this perfect 10. Some people are like, oh, it's about the spread, not about the perfect 10. And for me personally, I'm like, well, it's a little bit, it's a little bit about the perfect ten. Yeah, there's a lot of decimal places you can use. I mean, people use them all week. Nine point eight five, nine point three six, three five. I mean, they they don't usually go like anything weird other than a five. It's usually like a nine, a whole number, and then like a five, like nine point seven five, nine point two five. But they use them. Yeah, so. I get that argument, but I don't think that's right. You don't and give I'm any just skeptical. Yeah, I I mean I don't think I get it. Like we said, they went they went for it. So if it hits on the finals night, it's going to pay off for them, but I'm and not buying it. They didn't play a lot, which is no. maybe a good segue, but they they released some head cams, but they did not play a lot of notes during the whole show. <laughs> um, no. and actually I had done Mike and I had done a similar thing to this with the WGI shows, like timing the analytics of this group played this amount of many, this many seconds throughout their whole show. And I did that with BD just because I was curious. I was like, it doesn't seem like they're playing a lot. Um, so in the Blue Devils 2019 show, the Snares played for about four minutes and 18 seconds. And of that four minutes and 18 seconds, around 47 seconds of that, was like tap shoes that they were playing on the prop. So really, they played on their drums about 3 minutes and 31 seconds. All right, so 3 minutes 31, just to kind of put that in perspective, because I was like, 
okay, three minutes and 31 seconds. I don't really know how that relates to anything. Let me go back to shows that I was in and see how that compares. BD 2019 Snares, three minutes, 31 seconds. Crown 2009 Snares, six minutes, 23 seconds. Cadets 2003 Snares, seven minutes, eight seconds. Jeez. I actually had some dead time at work today, and I went ahead and just did the closer. We had six movements at Bluecoats in 2012 and just timed the snare music in the closer. A minute and 35 seconds. So I'm almost like half of what BD did in an entire show in one-sixth of my show. So I think that that is a a good thing for maybe us to look into uh, and start to time the sections from this summer and really break down maybe how it's factoring in with this rule change. Uh, our section, our people who are doing better playing less just in their exposed moments for the judges that they're in front of when they're upfield, or is there some correlation between how much you're playing or how little you're playing and how well you're doing? Because I know some of those groups that placed lower down in ordinals were playing a lot more like Boston scouts fan. I'm like, they played a lot more notes than I'm sure what BD did. I mean, BD has been doing that for years, man. BD has been playing. Now, they march super well. They play really well, or they wouldn't have all won all the rings they've won. But they have been perfectly designing to play the game forever. The masters of design. Speaking yeah. of rings, they have 19 titles now. Oh, God. Tom Brady doesn't uh, have a damn thing on them. Since 2007, <clears throat> they, have, they have never placed lower than second. Are you serious? Since 2007. Jeez. And they've won eight of those years. Oh so in 13 God. years, they have eight wins and never placed lower than second. That's insane. That, that is, is insane. <laughs> that just shows you, like, it's... There's enough kids that are talented for other groups to be able to compete with their talent level nowadays. It's They just design so intelligently every year, year after year. Speaking of other great runs, uh, since 2006, 14 years, Rennick has won eight titles, eight Trump trophies. That is more than a 50% win rate, everybody. <laughs> yeah, you go march for Rennick, and if you march two years, you're probably going to win a Fred Sanford. The longest drought they had was three years, 11, 12, 13. <sighs> yeah, because 11 was... <laughs> BD Cavaliers. Eleven was Cavies. Twelve was BD. Thirteen was Cadets. Yeah. Yep. Insane man. They just do it better than everybody else. They got it figured out. Yep. You love to hate them too. Completely. Oh, it's like the Yankees, man. People yeah. hated the Yankees. They just won all the time. Like we hate the Yankees. It's like, well, my friend Dean used to say that to me all the time. People hate the Yankees. I'm like, yeah, we do. <laughs> what about it? <laughs> what of it? <laughs> Come at me, bro. Oh God! I think I don't think people dislike the Blue Devils because they dislike them because they're good. I think they dislike them because they know they're playing the game. Like when you watch a BD show, you just know. I think a part of it is too that people get aggravated with 
when credit is given to group A versus not given to group B, like if you did the same thing, would the same would some other group get the same amount of credit? Yeah, I will agree with that. BD <laughs> there's does, some I politics feel like in that. BD gets the benefit of the doubt from time to time about whether something was actually dirty or whatever you want to say. Like if BD did, like if somebody came out in 2020 and was like, "All right, I I see you, DCI. We're gonna do the exact same show." verbatim that BD did in 2019 so you better give us the same level of credit that you gave them in the content box even if we don't pull it off quite as well you better give us the same level of credit like would that happen probably not absolutely not um so in there lies some uh some controversy yeah moving that's on why the ta- that's why the tape should all be transparent I'll get I know my conspiracy rant they used Judge. to put the drum tapes on the DVDs. Like you buy the DVD, it comes with the drum tape. Now I gotta like take a black market and try to like scour the internet and be like, hey man, hook me up with these drum DVDs or these drum tapes so I can listen to it. Although the drum tapes, gosh, listening to both Crown and and uh, Cadets yes. drum tape, I don't think I've ever heard so many timpani comments in my life. I absolutely <laughs> love timpani. It warms my soul. Shout out to all the timpani players in DCI. Keep grinding. But that is a solo instrument that you have to be accurate at. You have to hit the right pitches. You have to hit the right notes. You have to play musically, dynamically, all that stuff. But it's just not the same as getting out there and critiquing the consistency consistency. Ooh, wow. Consistency of a seven, eight, nine man snare line, five man quad line, all playing together while running around. It's not the same. Nope. You cannot properly. I, I mean, I said it before the season started, and I'll say it again now that the season's over. You cannot properly evaluate a, a DCI battery from the front sideline. Just can't do it. There were times where, like, Prosper's like, oh, in the cadet stage, like, great, great double stops. So I'm like, Bro, you're like at least 20 yards away. Like, what are you talking yeah, about? You have no idea what they're doing. It's probably good, but yeah. you don't know. Yeah, you can't. You lose a lot of know. evaluation capabilities with the new judging format. And my argument, or my, I guess, displeasure with it is not stemmed out of we have to take away from the pit. Like, give the pit. Like, yeah, give them their own judge for the whole show. Great. Put somebody out there that just stands in front of the pit the whole time and gives them feedback and critiques them. Like, why can't we have both? I don't know. It's a Your visual community, as as man. Mine. They're ruining it. They don't want these judges running their visual product. <laughs> Dude, again, I'll say the same thing that I said preseason. Never once has my enjoyment of a DCI show, visually, musically, GE, whatever been affected in any way shape or form by having a few green shirts running around evaluating them on the field never yeah and really like what is what is taking them off the field about like people will maybe till they're blue in the face argue the safety hazard don't buy that at all but are you more worried about like how it's perceived from a designer standpoint of you in the stands or a spectator in the stands or the experience that the kids get for me, those drum tapes are a treasured experience that I will have for the rest of my life. Yeah. 
and I value those. I'm like, dude, this the I can go listen to those drum tapes and close my eyes and go back in time and remember things of like how it exactly happened ten years ago on the field. And I love that. Yeah. Not a so, fan. That's absolutely. my rant. That's a little rant. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not a fan from either one of us of this judging change. I think you're gonna you're gonna see even more people design with that in mind from a writing standpoint, whoa, from a rehearsal standpoint, what they focus on. I think you're going to start seeing watered down books outside of exposed moments for drum lines. I hate to say that. Um, but I think five years from now, as long as the judging rule stays the same, everyone's going to have hard features and not so hard and worked on everything else. Shame. <laughs> yep. It's a darn shame. That's kind of a negative note to end this on, considering we were pretty hyped after this weekend. Ah, uh, whatever. No, yeah. that's fine. I whatever. love band. Yeah. I'm not going to stop watching it. No. I not mean, at some all. of these people on these, like, DCI Facebook groups or DCI subreddits or whatever you want to call it are just like, bah, humbug, blah, blah, blah. No. And I'm still going to go gonna next year. I'm going to be like that. I I'm love still going to go. Yeah. I mean, I'm also I'm still just going to go because the scooters. Like, oh, dude, the scooters. I'm going to give it up for these kids. A lot of these people are like, oh, my gosh, they're doing ballet. I'm like, yeah, well, dude, you just had to stand still on drums. So how is what you did more impressive? Like, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I saw that, Tommy, dude, Tommy Igo went on another rant. Oh, did he? Uh, not like a dude. rant. He shared Vanguard's lot video from finals and just pointed out like, oh, look, they're not, do- they're not dancing around. They're just standing there. Um. And they're drumming not, which is off. probably another topic. Like, they want drums without doing body. So, do drum lines need to do a lot of body? No, no. probably just a little bit. They've won but four like, years in a row doing probably the least amount of body of any of the top six every every year. Yeah, likely. Probably. Definitely. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, dude, like, these people are here ranting, like, oh my gosh, these drum corps are doing ballet. I'm like, well, they're still, like, running around like crazy, man. Like, Back in the seventies, you all were doing like elevator drill. That's not athletic. Yeah. Like the high school band I teach does that. I mean, they do harder stuff than that. They do harder stuff than that. Like, come on. So, yeah. like the people There's who a get all ground. I get where they're coming it. from. I'm just like whatever. It is what it is. Love I don't it let it. the outfits and the choreography blind me from the achievement. I guess I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. All right. I think we've talked about everything we planned on did we miss it i mean we went over all the groups the bd perfect 10 yeah man i think that's it all right so thanks everyone for sticking around and listening for this entire episode um or any amount of it that you did whether you jumped around um please subscribe to the youtube channel subscribe on spotify itunes podbean like us on facebook instagram all of that stuff helps like the youtube video the more feedback, comment on it. If you want to say something, email us at agedoutpodcast at gmail.com. If you've got questions or just want to submit an idea, whatever. Um, I think our next episode is going to be a guest episode. Season's over. Not in the middle of a competitive season anymore. I'm not going to say who. We're pretty sure we know who it is. It'll be a good one, I think. Uh, we'll be doing that one here in a week or two. So I think we'll just uh, see everybody next time. Peace.